This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. And that's it. No guests. Someone flaked on us. Miguel. All right. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> All right. Today we're going to be talking about the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn. This is going to be a weird one. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a, a little out of our uh, element here. It's about words. What? Yeah, and... Wait, this, use, your, use your words, Jeff. This is a book trilogy. How are you going to find music for this? I'll just be Star it's Wars. Gonna music. Star Wars music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, it's got to be specific to the media, so... Just record, like, a bunch of pages shuffling or something, and then... I'll have Scott just... I'll loop Scott going... So, the Thrawn Trilogy. Uh, I don't know the official name of it. That's what I'm calling it. But you guys know what I'm talking about. No, that's this... usually what it's called. The Thrawn uh, Trilogy or uh, Heir to the Empire Trilogy. Okay. Those are the two names yes. I know by. Yeah, so it's the three books. And I believe they were I believe they were the first EU books for Star Wars to come out. Um, oh, the first good ones, certainly. Uh, yeah. For, uh, for the layman the out there, uh, please explain what EU means. Uh, EU. European um, <laughs> Union. Union, yes. When Star Wars moved to the Euro, <laughs> bailed Greece out. Expanded they universe. Wrote, they, wrote, they wrote three books. Yeah, they didn't. They switched over from uh, space bucks to euros. Yeah. Space so, bucks. So the expanded universe. Yes, the expanded universe. Um, and these, you know, I should have done a little more research, but that goes against the show, so I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just say so. There's the three books. There's Heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Force Rising right. and The Last Command. Correct. Alright. And I remember being... I was pretty young. I, maybe junior high or... No, it was definitely well, they came junior out in high. The early 90s, so... Yeah. and uh, But I remember seeing The Last Command book and it was like in the bestseller section at like the local Vons. Like my mom was shopping and I was just kind of walking around. And I just looked and I saw the cover and it was like Luke Skywalker and a girl holding a lightsaber who I thought was Princess Leia on the cover. Turns out it's not Princess Leia, but and I had no idea there were more Star Wars books. And so I remember I went to the library the next the next day or whatever and I found out that not only was it that book, there were two other before that. And I went through and I read them. And then uh I read them like three or four times. I read them a lot when I was a kid. And then just recently I rediscovered them on Audible. And I listen to the audio versions of them. And uh, they're pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, so just to go uh, for the record here, Alex has read them. Scott, you said you went three quarters through the series or three quarters through the first book? Through the first book. So I'm going to have plenty to say today. <laughs> okay. All right. It's so, not like you've ever worked at a bookstore and, you know, can chew through books, like, pretty quickly, right? I do read a lot of books. I didn't make it through that one, though. Yeah. I was going to say, of the readers, I think Alex or Scott reads more than anybody um, mm-hmm. of us three. And Alex, you read a lot more than me, so I don't read at all. So this is amazing <laughs> that I read this. 
it was amazing that you you told me it's like you got to read these books. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's funny that that Jeff mentions he read it in junior high, and I read it when I was in my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> but that I'll, I guess we can talk about this later because there are some cheesy moments in the books. But I think because I read them when I was so young that I don't find them that cheesy when I hear people talking about them online and stuff. They're like, that's dumb. There's no way. And I'm like, no, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> I think that's because when I read them, I was a wee young lad. Um, so where to begin? I'm not going to go through the whole <laughs> outline of these uh, three books because it goes on forever. But, oh, by the way, spoilers for those of you who haven't read them. And if you haven't read them, stop listening and go do yourself a favor and read them or do the Audible uh, version. It they're definitely worth reading if you love Star Wars. Okay, I'm gonna go do that right now. <laughs> Not you. Okay. Oh what? Oh, okay. Fear break. <laughs> oh. So it kind of starts out. I don't know how many years, like five years after the destruction of the second Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rebels are now living on, or setting, are back on Coruscant. Um, so, which is kind of cool because Coruscant was never mentioned anywhere else that I can remember at that time, until those books. Um, I don't know if you guys know any different, but I don't know if he came up with that name, uh, Timothy Zahn, or if Lucas had it somewhere in some so, old So in the, in the original somewhere. trilogy, they never say Coruscant at one time? No. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. So, But maybe it was in the script, like, edited out. Um, maybe Lucas had it in his mind, and Timothy Zahn, like, you know, asked Lucas for it. But I'm pretty sure... It, I, I know it never occurs in the original trilogy, and I don't know if this is the first occurrence of it. But yeah, and that was another thing: reading that word "coruscant" and not even knowing how to really say it, right? Because you don't actually "coruscant." Yeah, you're like fucking Jake Lloyd and Phantom Menace. Coruscant. Yeah, Timothy Zahn went up to George Lucas and he's like, "Oh, you got any more planet names? Yeah, you know this and that, Coruscant. Hey, you know what you should put in your books? This guy named Jar Jar." <laughs> yeah, and Zahn's like, "Nope, I'll make my own characters." Thank yeah, you. So, so that would be interesting. Well, incredibly nerdy, but interesting if the Timothy Zahn stuff made its way into the the prequel trilogy. Yeah. um... I don't think much did, but I was even more thinking the other way around in the new movies if um, Abrams or has borrowed anything from these ones. Because these stories are still based around Han, Luke, and Leia. So I'm wondering if maybe he's borrowing something there. Um, but you're right, maybe Coruscant came from there. Like, Kashyyyk also is mentioned, but that may be from the holiday special. I don't remember if they say Kashyyyk in the holiday special. I think they do. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows, I don't want to go back and rewatch to find out. Happy Life Day. Are you sure? Yeah, Jeff, I think you need to go back through the holiday special, <laughs> see if they mention Coruscant or... It is almost the Kashyyyk. holidays. <laughs> but those are the... Croissant, Kashyyyk, and I think there was one other thing. <laughs> croissant, Kashyyyk. <laughs> croissant. <laughs> Lemon bar. <laughs> Fig Newtons. Twist. <laughs> Chocolate twist. Um, so anyway... The rebels are basically no longer rebels. They're the New Republic, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes back with the Old Republic. And they've set base in the Jedi Temple. So all these things that you see later on or in the prequels, they were kind of talking about in these books. So, like I said, I have a feeling he got some notes from Lucas, like some general ideas, and he ran with it. But, I don't know. I guess we I should have done more research. Meh. <laughs> but anyway, it's setting up there, and I think one of the very first things they 
do is Obi-Wan talks to Luke for the last time. He's like, for some reason, I can't talk to you anymore through the Force, but go on and be fruitful and, <laughs> and have children. I don't know what he says, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go go find a super hot Jedi chick. Yeah. Obi-Wan, out. Yeah. And I think it sets up Han, uh, Leia and Han are already married when it starts up, which is kind of cool. Like, ooh, they got married. Uh, I wanted to hear details about the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Ewoks were invited. and <laughs> Was Chewbacca allowed to be the best man? <laughs> and... I don't remember if Leia was pregnant at that point because she's definitely pregnant throughout the books. I don't remember if at that point you know that she's. I, I think they hit it pretty early on. Okay. If I remember correctly. Um, and so that's how the Rebel Alliance is back. They're dominating everything. And you go up to the Empire and they're struggling. And they're holding on to the last few systems uh, left in the galaxy. Um, everything's going to shambles. They're not even really... They're like an afterthought now. But there is a new leader of the Empire, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And uh, he is... The reason they call it the Thrawn Trilogy because he is pretty much the focal point of all three books. Uh, a really awesome villain. Uh, I know there's complaints about him that he knows too much. There's no reason why he knows everything... <laughs> um, how yeah, describe his, his deduction <laughs> skills. He he deduces <laughs> moves like centuries ahead of what people are going to make him just by looking at uh, the art, art of a culture, of yeah. a certain planet. So it is a little bit unbelievable. There's no reason he would know the things that he knows, but it's still awesome. It's a very smart villain, and it's totally contrasts like Darth Vader, right? It's not just power and force. This guy is really systematic he thinks through stuff and that's a cool thing they compare with because they have old officers you pretty much go through the whole the point of view of a officer uh, Pelion I think was his name um, everything goes through his point of view and he used to serve under Vader and so he goes how Vader would handle a situation and how this guy would handle a situation like Vader would choke like, the shit out of everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be dead yeah, and Thrawn, sometimes he would kill him, but other times he would say, okay, well, you messed up, now you have to go, you know, rewrite the manual on how to, you know, capture an X-Wing in a certain maneuver or whatever. Um, so, it was pretty cool, but he is really good, he's really smart, and he starts, uh, he's looking for something, and I guess the whole thing, and what he's looking to find is cloning cylinders, which you find out, and, um, I know, <laughs> and... What was the other thing? Oh, oh, the ability these this the location of this planet where there is these animals that negate the force, like worms, right? Yeah, they're they like worms. worms with legs or something like that. It wouldn't be and there's worms. these what? They wouldn't, they wouldn't be worms. I know, but it's Star Wars universe, so you should have been looking at Arrakis. But I'm. Um, oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. Nerd! Uber Alex, nerd. Was make, Alex is making a Dune reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> the force so anyway, apparently there's these animals that push back the force, so if they're near you, you it kind of creates a bubble around you and the force can't affect you. So if the Emperor was to shoot lightning at you, it would stop right before it got to you because of this bubble. Um, it's the bubble! <laughs> so he finds these things. Ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the whole thing. But anyway, he finds a way to kind of help bring the empire back. He's really smart. He starts capturing planets one after the other back, and he press, starts putting doubt into the minds of the alliance, and that kind of sets up this whole thing. Meanwhile, he just, there's an old uh, 
crazy Jedi that's guarding the cloning cylinder stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have the uh, the cover of Heir to the Empire. <laughs> it looks like his fingers are lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. Did, I mean, it could be a spoiler, but isn't that guy a clone? Yes. Okay. He's a clone because he has like two O's in his name or something like that. It was some weird... There was some weird... Joris Kaboth or something. Jor, I'll have one Jorah Kaboth, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, he was speaking like in a Maori accent, so that's kind of dead giveaway. <laughs> and but to go with the clone thing, so which was really interesting, is that how that did clones versus how the prequels did clones. That's where it was a total departure, where he must not have gotten approval from Lucas or vice versa, because the clones here are very uh, well. Stormtroopers themselves are not clones, so. I think it's. I think we're meant to believe in the new after the new movies that the stormtroopers we meet in Empire and A New Hope are clones, right? Well, yeah. I was. I, maybe that's the case, but I always thought it was more of the join the Empire, see the galaxy, fight for justice. Like that was the line. It was just a bunch of normal dudes. But then you get that line in the, in the first movie from Leia about being too short to be a stormtrooper or too tall or whatever it was. Yeah. So I don't know, but in this one, yeah, they're they old stormtroopers were regular storm regular people, and the clones were clone they're different. And like Luke and the Force could tell, like when you would tap, you know, reach out to their minds, they would feel totally weird and, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, didn't didn't they? That's how um, maybe it was in this book or somewhere else that I read that that's how they tried to explain. Why stormtroopers were so bad at shooting because those particular ones were clones of clones. They're trying to bolster their numbers. I don't know. That sounds like multiplicity. Yeah. <laughs> you get the the retarded ones holding the rifles. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, just other cool things. I guess I'm not gonna go through the whole story, but that whole thing happens. There's big fights. Uh, they make new friends. New enemies. New enemies. There's a. Uh, there's the Hand of Thrawn, which is a female character named Mara Jade, who used to be a servant for the Emperor, you find out. And uh, she, her master was uh, the Emperor. She was actually sent... This is kind of a cool story. She was sent to Jabba's palace to kill Luke Skywalker when he arrives. And she was all ready to do it, but Jabba, being the perv that he was... like stripped her of all her clothes and she was also a slave girl during that time and she was never able to get to Luke and so Luke escaped her grasp and then later on kills the Emperor and she swore revenge to kill Luke because after he killed her master and everything. But, so, that seems nah, like kind of... <laughs> it seems kind of bullshit that she couldn't escape. Yeah, as resourceful as she is. Well, I think it was that Jabba wouldn't let her onto the sail barge. They made her stay back at the palace. And oh, so she was biding her time, and then yeah, didn't she didn't happen. know. Yeah, exactly. That's how it went through. But yeah, right. If she wanted to, she probably could have. But she was trained in the Force, but not like a full like Sith or Jedi. So she wasn't super powerful. She was just like more of a like Han Solo with a little bit of Force. It's kind of how I always or like, or Jar Jar or Jar Jar. So poor Mara Jade. <laughs> He's like, you know how much hot dick I had to suck and I didn't even get invited <laughs> to the sail barge? Ugh. <laughs> Pretty good. 
and uh, she ends up uh, running into Luke, but she can't kill him for certain reasons because he's saving her. They need each other to survive. And meanwhile, they kind of hit it off, but not really. Eventually, they get married, I think, in other EU books. I'm not, I don't even remember. Um, but she was, she was a pretty cool character, I guess. Um, that there's the Talon card character. He's, mo- he's the guy, the gangster like t- who took over for Jabba the Hutt. So, so that's that's an interesting, well, again, super nerdy but interesting uh, point for me. Um, so I always thought the huts were always that was the race that ran everything. Them huts are gangsters. It wasn't just like the huts. Is that just like another word for Don? Like Don, you know, Corleone. Well, I think hut, or, I think that changed with the prequels, right? Like I don't before the prequels there was just Job of the Hut. And remember, this was written before the other Huts stuff right, came out. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, you're right. I think it is supposed to be like a Dawn type thing now, but before that, it wasn't that way. So um, that's kind of – these books did change. If you, read, if you probably read them now for the first time, they would make no sense with how the prequels coming out and stuff changing and um, stuff like that. Um, what else is going on? I like the fact that Lando is a pretty big character in this. He's – pretty much up with the three. It's not like the main three anymore. It's like the main four. He's right there with Han and Luke and Leia. Even Wedge doesn't get as much, uh, I was going to say screen time, but page <laughs> wordplay. I don't know what to say. Sorry. Wedge. <laughs> um, sure you didn't bail out halfway through the book? <laughs> yeah. But all the characters, I mean, I can't think of a single character from the books that's not in it. You got Admiral Akbar, Mon Montha, uh, they, the Bothans that are mentioned in one sentence in Return of the Jedi, there's a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. One of them is like one of the new senators. and he, <laughs> I like that they still depict the senators in the new um, new Republic as being slimy assholes. <laughs> yeah. He, he really is like the dirtball of the galaxy. He's like, this is what we fought and died for? Shit. Doesn't uh, Mon Calamari get... <laughs> or Mon, or... Akbar? What the... Calamari, is that the race? Yeah, that's yeah. the race. Okay, yeah. Isn't, so they, like, have a bigger role, right? And, like, yeah, Akbar is, like, always pissed off. Yeah, he's he's still the, he's like the, still the military commander or admiral, whatever. He's the angry chief. Yeah. Um, but people are saying, like, this guy, one of these Bothan guys, I forgot his name, um, it's kind of planting the seed that he's incompetent and he's doing all these things to get him demoted so that he can take his spot. So all this political backbiting going on in the story. And he, at one point he does get Akbar arrested because he pays somebody to like do a fraudulent, um, bank account transaction with the empire or something. There's a lot of, as good as this stuff is, there's a lot of like political stuff. Like in star Wars, which is kind of weird. It's almost like the Phantom Menace (laughs) Senator hearings and (laughs) stuff like that. Um, you go to the Wookiee planet, as I mentioned, which was pretty cool. You get the Chewbacca. You got to go back and see his. I want to see his family. Maybe his brother. I think. Oh, look um, at Lumpy. Yeah, I did <laughs> not think they looked like Lumpy and all those guys when I when I read it. So, uh, in th- this is the book where they they describe Kashyyyk as um, that that they have to climb the trees constantly because the animals on the surface are so deadly. That they can't, yeah. they can't be there. Yeah, I thought they that have was like, really cool. well, they have like the tree cities. Yeah. So. But but like Alex said, they don't even go to the floor because it's too, it's strong as the Wookies are. What's down there is even worse, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, so everybody's just in the trees. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so at one point they're trying to protect Princess Leia, so they bring Chewbacca brings her there, and they're trying to protect her because Thrawn has found this race of animal of creatures that are deadly assassins in the Nogri, and that he's trying to kill Princess Leia. Um, oh, he's trying to capture her. Yeah, he's trying to capture her because he wants to deliver the her and the unborn Jedi's to this crazy Jedi Master because he wants to train Jedi's, and so that's where they're. Luke is too. They try to do Luke once, but he's too far in the force and he won't fall for it he's too strong but someone who is not as strong like leia or unborn twins would be perfect so the whole time they're trying to kidnap princess leia is he trying to give her to old uh saber fingers yes old saber fingers (laughs) um what else happens uh oh yeah there's that wookiee that had the uh, speech impediment (laughs) yeah that's pretty pretty funny (laughs) i thought that was funny yeah so there's this one Wookiee that has a speech impediment, but it's a speech impediment that actually allows Leia to understand what he's saying. So he kind of acts like a translator for Chewbacca yeah. and the other Wookiees. Um, so yeah, we're, these we're, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to ask a question about the Nogri. Aren't they like cat people? No, they were like this gray, scaly-skinned. I think is how they were described. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like they're described as badass. Like they're just these. They would be like the equivalent of evil Wookiees. Like they're really strong, really good engineers, um, deadly silent assassins. And so their that whole backstory is that um, during the I think it's that during the Clone Wars or something, um, there was a big space battle above, and all the debris and stuff came down and destroyed the planet or killed all their life and stuff. Invader came down. And they all attacked. Um, they all went to attack Vader, and the, they took out like all these stormtroopers. And the only, only Vader was able to stop them. So that kind of intrigued the Emperor and Vader. So they kind of kept these guys around by lying to them and saying, "We'll help fix your planet." It was the rebels who did this, but they're kind of like working off the debt that they'll never be able to work off, type thing. That's what you find out later on. And so they've hired them the whole time as their assassins. And they're loyal to Vader. And the one time they're finally about to kill Princess Leia, but one of them smells her, and she could tell that it's the daughter of Vader, and they don't kill her. And that becomes a whole thing. And eventually, spoiler alert, they they help the Alliance. They help Luke and Leia, basically, because their debt was to Vader, and they're the So Leia is now the queen of the Ewoks and the queen of the Nogri. <laughs> yeah. They call her Lady Vader, which is kind of cool. And uh, Han Solo's the consort of Lady Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a big battle at the end with clones. Oh, and the Emperor kept Luke Skywalker's hand. And uh, that crazy Jedi clones Luke Skywalker from from that hand. And there's a big battle with uh, Luke and Luke... And and Mara some Jade, hot Luke on Luke action. Yeah, and Mara Jade, who the whole time says she's going to kill Luke Skywalker, actually does, but because she kills his clone. So it's one of those things you see coming a mile away when you're reading the books. Like even as a teenager, it's like what the hell? She's so, going to so kill she's, Luke. So though. she's she's fulfilled her blood oath, and then can bone him afterwards. <laughs> yeah. The other Luke. Yeah. Um. 
that's pretty much it as far as plot boys. I won't go through much, but just like other cool stuff, like the emperor's character was flushed out a lot through these books. Like, you know, in the first, in the original trilogy, you don't see much from him except Return of the Jedi, and even then, you don't know that much about him. Like Palpatine, you know, he doesn't have a name in the original trilogy, right? They never say Palpatine. Do they? They don't even say Darth uh, Sidious, right? No, no. He's just known as the Emperor, so yeah. I don't know. Once again, if if he invented the name Palpatine, or if you know, came, if it came from scripts or whatever. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but there's all this backstory about how Vader lost one of his hands at the, de- uh, the destruction of the first Death Star. That was his punishment when he came back. Um, the Emperor took one of Vader's hands. Although at the prequels, Obi Wan pretty much, or no. The lava. <laughs> yeah. Well, Count Dooku takes one of his hands, and then the lava and uh, Obi Wan take the other hand. So that was kind of mm-hmm. wiped out. Um, he didn't trust Darth Vader. He knew that Darth Vader was kind of weak and um, falling for Luke Skywalker. That's why he had Mara Jade go and try to kill him at the barge because he had a feeling that Darth Vader was, you know. So all that stuff he kind of lays out, which was, I always thought was cool. Uh, that's it. They no Ewoks, but they do go to Endor at one point. Forgot why. Yep, yep. <laughs> Tatooine. I don't know if they go to Tatooine. It's sparsely populated. <laughs> um. Ooh, there's a storm coming, Annie. But I, I'm skipping a lot. It's three books, but. That's kind of the gist of it, and uh, just I don't, I'm coming from the point of view. I read it, like I said, was really young, and it was before there was nothing else. It was just like you read, I mean, you watched The New Hope, you watched Empire and Jedi, and that was it. And the Christmas even, special. I didn't know about the Christmas special at that point. Happy Life Day. I guess I did know about the Ewok movies, so I had seen the Ewok adventure and uh, the fight for Endor or whatever it was called. <laughs> Um, oh no! Is it, are, are these the books where um, Anakin Skywalker is appearing to Leia, kind of like how Obi Wan was doing with Luke? No, no, those are different books then. Yeah, I don't even mention. No, Anakin is even mentioned in these books. Um, so to go go back to the beginning, Jeff. Yeah, talking a little bit about the expanded universe. Yeah. Um, you. So so we've got these three books. So um, and we've talked about whether things have made it into the books from the movies or vice versa. What What is the scope of the Expanded Universe now? I know there's a ton of video games, cartoons, comic there's books. rides at Disneyland, yeah, comic books, Japanese manga. <laughs> and it's all canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the movie, yeah, the movies kind of just disregard all EU anyways. So, so have you taken a stab at any of the other books? Yeah, when I was young, I read a lot of them. Um, I read the one where they kill off, uh, spoilers, Chewbacca. This is after the triplets are teenagers, and they're all, you know... Triplets or twins? Weren't they twins? No, it was... Oh, maybe it was twins and then, but they had another kid afterwards. Okay. But it was, yeah, the three siblings, uh, the solo siblings. And, uh, Luke was their master and whatnot, and they were... I think all of them were already full-fledged Jedis. Okay, cool. I I think I started that one. I never finished that one. Um, but yeah, there's tons. Like even after the Thrawn trilogy, Timothy Zahn put out more. There was one where it was called 
there were two more books, like Spectre of a Past or something, and some guy who looked like Thrawn was coming. It was weird. There's a there's a shit after the success of those books. That's when it kind of everything was doing it. Uh, there's some cool ones out there, like little short like books of just short stories, like the Tales from Jabba's Palace and Bounty Bounty Hunter stories and. So uh, so would you say so the the movies are canon. Yes. And then in the the expanded universe it's would all have fan its, fiction. Would have its own canon, as it were. But like, how big or small is that? So you so you would say the it goes the, from the books, the original the Thawne trilogy, to like, the uh, Palladium RPG books. <laughs> oh, wh- what are you asking, Scott? I'm sorry. I'm just wondering, like, how how much of it would you just like disregard as like, well, this isn't part of anything. This is just somebody doing their own. I, take I don't care about or pay attention to what's canon or, or any, I th- whatever's in the movies. I guess you have to take it. That's what's it. And anything else is. Fan fiction. Fan fiction, yeah, I guess. And, and anything that's, that shows up on Star Tours. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole other Death Star <laughs> in that movie, right? Like, in that ride. So, what is that? What Death Star is that? That was a hollowed-out <laughs> prototype. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think, yeah, Star Wars and Character did an episode on that, which is pretty funny. They had all these stories about how, what that third Death Star is. Um, at for me, I, I'll take these books as canon because I read them way before the prequels and they were awesome, like I keep mentioning. But I don't know, and I don't, don't care. It's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Um, well, these new sequels are going to be like, obviously, ye- many years after even the Thrawn trilogy, so maybe they'll allude, yeah. allude to the books. Yeah, I would hope so. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I think they could take some of what was in it. like No green. Yeah, Nogri or uh, someone... <laughs> Old saber hands. Yeah, I would say someone trying to take the Jedi kids, but Leia's just had kids, no way, because she's too old. <laughs> but maybe it's like a generation, like the next generation, like Leia's grandchildren or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think there's cool characters. You know, I, like I said, I liked... Obviously, Timothy Zahn, the author, wanted to create his own characters, and he does give them a lot of... Um, Material like Mara Jade and Talon Card and Admiral Thrawn, um, and those actually became really cool characters, and I liked them. Uh, just the audiobooks, I have to say, if you you should do it, and it's amazing. There's one guy who does the voices for every single character, and it's distracting when he does the girls' voices like Princess Leia <laughs> and Mara Jade, but he does like a Ricardo Maltabon for Talon Card and. <laughs> um, his Lando Calrissian is borderline racist, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, his, his Luke sounds just like Leia, which is pretty funny. Um, well, they are twins. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that's good reasoning right there. But uh, the best is when he tries to talk like that Wookiee that has the speech impediment. That is when it gets hilarious. <laughs> but I give it up to the guy because it's pretty good. So yeah, I had a couple. If you guys don't have anything, uh, which you kind of Scott already asked about favorite other favorite EU Star Wars books, I'm assuming Scott hasn't read any. Alex, yeah, just the one where the Wookiee gets it. Okay. What about? Um, do you guys have favorite EU from other um, so, collections so I, of? I mentioned a couple of times, and it's, it may be cheating, but Star Tours. Um, 
obviously it's not canon of the whole thing, but uh, for anybody that was lucky enough to get on it before they changed it recently, uh, you do the whole trench run. And I don't so know. That was Star- what is Star Tours, Scott? Some people may not know. Okay, so for anybody that might not know, at Disneyland, the very Dis- various Disney parks, uh, they had a, the Star Wars ride, Star Tours, where you take a, a shuttle to Endor, but things go awry, <laughs> and you wind up going through uh, some comets, you get and basically into the trench run at the end of the first movie, and uh, you blow up one of the Death Stars, or you help anyways, um, and then you jump to light speed. And yeah. the whole thing's in this, uh, it's hydraulic with the, with the screen. I, I don't know exactly what to call that kind of ride. It's a, it's a moving movie theater. Simulation. Yeah. yeah, and it was always super cool. It was like, when I was a kid, it was the coolest goddamn thing ever. First time <laughs> I rode on it. I don't know if, how well you guys remember it. I remember. My mind, when we went to hyperspace, that was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like you got f- thrown back in your seat. Yeah, before, before you even leave the dock, because you have the Paul Rubens robot, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and his voice in the robot before he got into trouble, but they kept it anyways. And uh, yeah, you like hit the brakes and you like have to dive down to the the loading bay. And oh man, it was so cool. Pro tip for anybody that does go on the uh, Star Tours ride, even now, whenever they're right before they go to light speed, just lean forward. <laughs> then it'll just kick you back really hard. It's fun. Or do what uh, <laughs> recurring guest Brian did and. Not wear your seatbelt <laughs> and see what happens. You have to, <laughs> you have to buckle it behind you. Yes. If it's not actually in the buckle, they'll know. Yeah. <laughs> so you buckle it behind you, and they look. Everything looks good. And then, but then you get thrown around, and you find out why you're supposed to wear the seatbelt to begin with. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I was gonna say one line from Star Tours that I I think we all say to this day is. When they get caught in the tractor beam, and like an X-wing pilot like shows up on the screen and goes, "Star Tours, ease up on your main thruster." Yeah. What are you it's, doing here? It's combat yeah. zone. It's restricted. Yeah, ease up on your main thruster. Star Tours, God damn it! What are you doing here? Um, so yeah, but actually, my my other question was like EU from other licenses. Um, I'm assuming like there's Star Trek EU and there's Lord of the. Uh, I don't know if there's Lord of the Rings EU, but. Like well, the, was, like, well, the 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 Hobbit movies pretty much become that at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Um, but uh, from from movies, jeez, uh, like so, so would you you would count everything outside of the original TV series for Star Trek then? Yeah, I guess it's like an expanded thing. I don't know. I I I, I was always into the the sci-fi stuff, so I pretty much have seen every episode of Next Generation and. Um, Deep Space Nine, most of Voyager, uh, couldn't couldn't hack Enterprise. What about Sequest? <laughs> couldn't couldn't get with Sequest. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed all the the different Star Treks. I mean, all this stuff I think just comes down to, to casting. If you're gonna redo shit, I think that's what's what's gonna hinge on the next uh, three Star Trek movie Star Trek. Star Wars movies is how good the casting is, how how good the characters are. Um, I mean, not not that the characters in Star Trek are necessarily Shakespearean, but uh, they're they're pretty solid for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but are there any other licenses out there that have like 
EU? Probably not the way Star Wars does, but is there... A lot of video game stuff does. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a shitload of like Halo books. Oh, that's true. And, and Mass Effect. Yep. Um, I've, oh, I love Mass Effect, but I haven't read any of the books. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, D&D <laughs> has all kinds of shit. Right. And I do mean shit. And Warhammer. So, so that stuff's out there. So like ga- yeah. the, the gaming stuff is, has always been out there. But from uh, as far as movies that have spawned books... That's hard to say. Cause yeah. Like maybe the al- aliens. I'm sure there's probably some EU stuff on aliens yeah. or predators. Well, or alien team. versus predator. Yeah, that was all EU yeah. stuff. I think it was Dark Horse that did the first comic book. <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah, so. I think I remember seeing that back in the day. Yeah, and then the, there's tons of stuff with just comics in general with the crossovers. Yeah. Like you mentioned, Predator. Like like Batman versus the Predator. <laughs> I read one like issue of that. That's that happened was, a few times. I was very excited. <laughs> So. Spoilers, Batman wins. Oh. Okay. Um, well, if Danny Glover could beat him. Yeah. So, I guess I'll ask this question. Scott probably won't be able to answer. But So, what was your favorite part of these books? Like, your, What do you remember the most from these? Um, like, it was like a scene, like a, you know, a scene, a character. Uh, I just like, I just liked, um, yeah, Thrawn just going through the whole mental process of trying to predict what the the new republic or the troops' next move was and like being like a few steps ahead i always think that's cool yeah like i said I, I as a kid i thought it was awesome i as we did talk about it, it seemed he was a little too smart for being you know feasible but yeah specifically do you remember that one scene where they're what they're there's two ships there's like lando's ship and the millennium falcon and they dock and they're trying to they're transferring uh passengers so they can safely move Leia off somewhere and they rewire C3PO to talk like Princess Leia and so while she's on the Millennium Falcon she sends a broadcast knowing that they're eavesdropping <laughs> and Thrawn is like no that was a protocol droid that wasn't Princess Leia i know this because there took three seconds to make the transfer between ships, and there's no way that a person that bit... I mean, <laughs> he went through this whole thing. I was like, what? That's bullshit. <laughs> and he was like, 100% correct. Like, he knew exactly that Land And Lando would know how... Lando was probably with him, so Lando would have known how to rewire C-3PO to talk just like Princess Leia. Like, what the fuck? He just, tried so, to, he just bluffed and <laughs> tried to sound big in front of the troops. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's actually what happened. So... Do they ever explain if if he's so hyper competent? How come he wasn't more of a help to the Empire before yeah. the Rebels won? Yes, because he was not human, and there was a big deal about Empire was racist, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so but the Empire so reckoned. Sorry, go ahead. So the but the Emperor recognized his talent, but it was kind of like. I know you're good, but if I bring you near me or any the ranks, you're going to be cause problems. <laughs> so he had him out winning battles out in like the unknown territories and stuff like that. Okay. And he was the only uh, Grand Admiral, non-human Grand Admiral to non-human to become Grand Admiral. And so, and because he was out there when the rebels started cleaning up and killing everybody, he was nowhere to be seen. And then finally, he came back in, and that's kind of why. 
I mean, they still accept, but why do they accept his leadership then? Because he's the only Grand Admiral left. <laughs> or yeah. right, but but he's like he said, he's not human. But well, the he's people not human, that... but it's the only one we've got. <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty much there was nothing left at that point. Like Alex said, and the people who were working for him at the time had been with him and won enough battles that he had their. Um, okay. You know, they had learned to. Yeah. And like I said, the whole story of the Empire side goes to this one guy, Pellion. And he even starts out like a non believer, you know, who is this guy? Blah, blah, blah. And then slowly but surely, he just sees Admiral Thrawn winning all these battles, choosing right every time. And so he becomes a believer. So then when he's commanding, the, you know, he's like number two. So whenever he gives commands, it just kind of trickles down, trickle down effect. Um, so that's pretty much, they don't explain it too much. Other than that, he's not a human, so he wasn't really involved, and that's pretty much it. What race oh. is he? Mon Calamari. No, I... No, he's a hut. No, I know this. I, ice, vice, vice... Uh, it was one of the races you can choose in the... Yeah, in the newest... Hey, uh, Miami Vice, uh, number one new show. Thri- I want to say thrice. Oh, what the fuck <laughs> was Not it? once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> I know. I don't remember. But he's blue-skinned with red eyes. He's one of the races you can choose. Chiss. That's got it. it. I beg your pardon? (laughs) 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 Um, But I I just remembered this. Do you remember the the X-Wing and TIE Fighter video games on the PC? Yeah, they're re-releasing those. Oh, are they? Yeah. Awesome. I guess we can save that for Neom News. But... uh, (laughs) Admiral Thrawn is a he makes an appearance in the Tie Fighter game. Oh, that's like, right. It's like a screenshot between levels or something like that. It's just Thrawn says something and it's the blue faced red eye guy. And I think I played the game before I read the books. And then when I read the books, I'm like, that's the guy from the video game. <laughs> so, yep. All right, um, I'm about done with this. So unless you guys have anything else, nope. All right. <laughs> It's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. All right, so the only piece of news I have, and it's sticking with this uh, Star Wars uh, theme, is they announced the title of Episode 7. Attack guys, of the Chodes. Have you guys heard of this yet? Yes. I heard there was a new it. title. I don't know what it is, though. It is The Force Awakens. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sure it's referring to the light side of the force since it got pretty much squelched. I don't know what it's referring to, but the title's out there. Um, I don't know. So you, you have you have no speculation, Jeff? <laughs> I don't want to speculate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, my speculation is the force is kind of, except for Luke and maybe their family, has kind of died out and. Something has happened to spark it, or maybe even he le- he stopped using it. Maybe that's that's my speculation. Once once the Rebel Alliance won, there's no reason to keep practicing the Force or anything. He just retired. So. He took the Force off, <laughs> of his, <laughs> off of his collar and just hung it up in the closet next to his yeah, lightsaber and his robes. Wrote, yeah, wrote his notes in the book in some book, and he's like, yeah, maybe someday I'll teach my grandchildren. <laughs> he went to live out his days in Dagobah. Yes. Um, that's cool in the books that we we went over that he goes back and visits Dagobah, but I don't remember what happened. Oh, he goes to the cave and he doesn't fight anybody. 
Yep. Oh. He didn't take his weapons that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, if he didn't do that the first time, he would have just walked right through. Dang yeah. It's just an ordinary cave. Yep. <laughs> so, you that's my news. That's the title. I don't, like I said, it's pretty, to me, it actually is kind of a weak title, but it's just the title, so who the hell cares? Well, it's better than Attack of the Clones and not Revenge of the Sith. That's an awesome title. See, I like Attack of the Clones as the title. Eh, I didn't. I was like, eh. Don't like the movie, but I like the title. <laughs> that, that, that one's kind of misleading, too. It's, yeah, the clones they, don't exactly attack. They, they attack, but not anybody that's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, because I always thought, oh, the Clone Wars is like, oh, man, all these guys had to fight off a bunch of clones. It's like, oh, the clones are on your side, and they're called the Clone Wars. Okay. That was always misleading. Mm, yeah, the gun the Clone Wars have. <laughs> <laughs> it was misleading, but, you know, Lucas sucks. <laughs> all right mm -hmm. all right alex any news yeah juicy tidbit time Ooh. all right looks like uh they are making the six billion dollar man and Mar <laughs> mark mark Wahlberg is attached to play uh steve austin uh, really yeah i'm gonna play steve austin <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your second best impression jeff <laughs> yeah <laughs> Next year, Wallace Shawn. My, uh, someone told me that all you have to do is act every qu and say every sentence with a question at the end, and that's <laughs> Say hello to your mother. <laughs> yeah. And also, it, Peter Berg, I think, is um, directing same same guy from Lone Survivor. Yeah. Same guy who directed Battleship, also. <laughs> Lest you get too excited, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys watch uh, Six Million Dollar Man when you were a kid? I yeah, didn't. I loved it. Uh, did you? Seen a couple. Of, I just remember. Na, 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 na. Yeah, sound effect is awesome. And the awesome theme music. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the theme music. I just remember the sound effects. That's all I remember. Um, all right, cool. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, Scott. Uh, released footage of Ant Man. Uh, so everybody, go peruse that if you. Are into that. Um, other than that, just a heads up on a movie I mentioned a little while ago, but Big Hero 6 comes out this Friday. Cool. Oh, and Interstellar. And Interstellar. <laughs> I read one of my friends' Facebooks, and I hate him for this, uh, concerning Big Hero 6. He posted a picture of Joan Jett and the main character from Big Hero 6 <laughs> spliced to, like, side by side, and they look exactly the same. So... <laughs> Yeah. It's always in my head now. I'd be surprised um, if half people I knew could pick out Joan Jett out of a picture. So. Well, now you work with a bunch of kids. That's true. Not but, old uh, folks like us. Uh, anyways, yeah, kids. so <laughs> Ant-Man um, footage and, yeah, Big Hero 6 coming out this weekend. If anybody, it, it is a Marvel property. Um, not not in the vein of everything else, but yeah, it'll be CGI. It'll be, more, it'll be more for the kids, but it could be pretty good. I like what I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, we're done with this episode, but before we leave, what are we talking about next week, Scott? Yeah, Scott. So, so we've mentioned the movie, this movie, a lot, but we're gonna go full bore and talk about Ooh. Rocky Four. <sighs> yes, yeah, nice, Stevie. Yes, 
That's your Ted DiBiase. <laughs> All right, can't wait. Apollo Creed's gonna die. Spoilers. What? Damn it! What? Damn. What? All right. At least he hey. makes it in Predator. So. <laughs> oh, wait. It's not just style, Dylan. Got a stew going. Thanks for listening, everybody. Maybe some hands up in Oh, yeah, to, me, to me, it just sounded like ragtime music. I didn't know that it was... To me, anything. it sounded like ragtime to me. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying that a lot. You guys have been calling me out every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, you know, I hear myself say it when I listen to it. I'm like, God damn it. And then Al- mostly Alex calls me out. But now Scott is too, so great. Everybody thinks Lepcon say yeah. Yeah.